1: Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to guide this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down to
0: business. Oh, yeah. The rookie draft. It's serious time. Especially Dude. for teams team that sucks. And, you know, this is what they've been hoping for all year. These draft picks
1: it's it's business time man we we got into it we we went through we had picks that were ready to go we had some trades that got made like life got good right there it was a very eventful i think draft for the weekend yeah i mean my question for you is did i mean we had so much hype building up to this
0: as we were ready to go like did this live up to it yeah i think so i think we saw definitely some really big trades we saw some interesting picks. I I think, you know, there's an expectation you always have on how things might go. Mm -hmm. And that is never reality. So it's always (laughs) fun just because you have when you have, I don't even know how many different people 10 different people made picks over the first two rounds. So that's just, you know, 10 different variables. Uh, And it's just Yeah, yeah, I was definitely intrigued. And um, I'm sure you feel the same way.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was great. But I want to I want to take a small moment here and I want to recognize two people as we go here. So I want to give you a little bit of love and I want to give want to give Kevin a little bit of love. You both uh, have amazing women in your life that have just brought brand new life into the world here. So, Isaac, Q, welcome to the world, Mr. Nick Ruth. And then um, Nick I know it's Ruth yeah, Nick Ruth sh- dad. sorry. Well, Nick Ruth sorry. I've Let me just start with here. I didn't think we were doing the podcast tonight, so I've had three drinks prior to us being on here. So, Nick Weir, congratulations. Isaac Q, lots of love to Kaylee. And then we had his middle name's Edward, and it's a Cubs player. Fuck, Kevin, why do you got to name your kids such weird shit? What is it? Do you know what it is? No, Dexter, right? <laughs> what? no it's not dexter it's, it's dawson Edwards. dawson edward fuck yep this is gonna be a fucking amazing podcast right now i can start there but kevin lots of love to you and Britt, bringing life into the world and everything God, glad you got your baby boy um but yeah i mean so happy for you guys
0: so this is gonna be a good pod it's a good thing that kaylee and Britt don't listen to this podcast oh, it's fucking outstanding because i'll never live that shit down <laughs> well thank you very much it was uh it's it's exciting and uh Good thing, you know, there's a lot of sitting around when you're a guy in the hospital, so I could still do a lot of stuff. Well, let's talk. Let's talk draft and trades. My let's man. do it. Yeah, let's let's start. We're going to this pod. We're going to go over the first round and kind of talk about the trades. There's three that popped up during the first round, and we're just going to go through each pick, go through each trade and just kind of give our thoughts on things. Yeah. Round one. Let's do it. Yeah. Not one. one. Who you got? Well, we're obviously starting with Armand and, you know, really the pick I think we've had penciled in since this time last year, Trevor Lawrence. Um, Yeah. Any thoughts?
1: A, a smart pick there's literally this was the pick that needed to happen going anywhere else was obviously i think a, a lapse in this um i'll give shout outs to armand you know to infinity and beyond <laughs> with it name. i fucking loved it it's absolutely amazing great name change trevor lawrence was the best pick here i i love this it's going to be great on this squad uh i mean right now it's tarot taylor in houston with it but this this solidifies uh, he's got two, but this solidifies the fact that he's going to have two starters on day one
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was the pick, is the pick. We knew it was going to be the pick. Right now, fun fact, could you guess where he's going in startups right now, like for this month? I can't imagine it's anything less than one, right? In, in, no,
1: in like a startup draft. Oh, in startups?
0: Of, yeah, startups.
1: There's no way he's a first-round pick, right?
0: He is a first-round pick. That's he's fucking going, stupid. He's going right at 12.
1: No way. The, That's... the
0: last pick in the first round. Way overpicked class. on way overpicked
1: absolutely not the only guy that could be fathomed in that league is mahomes in my eyes
0: well uh, again this is the 12th pick and so the end of the first round in the startup. still
1: i don't i don't see it
0: i just i guess i view it differently when you look at the
1: fact i there's no way trevor lawrence is a top 10 quarterback this year like i'll put yeah. that right here he's going to be a good quarterback there's no way in his rookie season he's top 10 and the fact well, that he's going at 1.12 in
0: redraft leagues blows my fucking mind. Well, no, no, not redraft. Oh, this not redraft. Oh, sorry. Is, this is Dynasty. Okay. Fuck redraft. He's QB7 off the board. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, that's a. Okay. Yep. But I know Ar- Armand, great pick. You know, he needs, he knew that where he was going with this pick. And now we have to wait and see how uh, he's going to live up to the hype come, you know, August for preseason and September for the real ones.
1: Yeah. All right, so let's move into the juicy one now because I've, I've been fucking waiting for this for weeks to talk to you about this.
0: Yeah, so number two, you know, Jerry just throws down the smoke bomb, you know, the the mystery or the the wild card, wild card, bitches. Kyle Pitts, number two overall. Dan, you're very eager. I know you've been eager to talk about it. Let's, you start us off. I love this
1: pick. This is a 10,000 IQ big brain pick by Jerry right here. and And here's why. So there's, we know there's five top tier QBs that are in this, in this draft. And mm-hmm. any one of these five would be considered QB one if they're coming out next year, at least according to initial polls. And obviously we need a couple, a couple names. we got to see how they play coming up this year. Sure. But I think this is a snipe pick as well. Because when you look at Sam's roster, Sam needs a tight end. And this is a, if I take this guy here and I get arguably the best player coming out of the draft next to Trevor Lawrence at Kyle Pitts. He solidifies a tight end position, which he already is super deep on with it. But he knows that when he picks again and he has Sam to pick and then Chris, he picks again, which means he gets his choice of the last two QBs to do it. So I think this is a I think this is a it's a great snipe pick. I, I personally really, really like this pick right here.
0: Yeah, so I mean, Kyle Pitts is awesome. Like I what I'm about to say, I don't want like to be negative because I think he's a great player and he was one of my favorite players in this draft. But Jerry has no quarterbacks on his team at this point. You could talk about like the big brain IQ, whatever you want to adjective say. But a big brain IQ would probably be getting two of these top five quarterbacks and how this draft shook out. It would have ended up being two out of these top four quarterbacks. Um, Kyle Pitts is a great player. He's a tight end um historically those take a little bit longer to develop and at the end of the day my biggest issue or qualms against this pick how many tight ends right now would actually be able to or would go for like 1.2 i just just travis kelsey exactly so like that's the expectations right now for kyle pitts like he needs to be like just a notch below travis kelsey Like, that is the bar. Like, when we're talking about, like, all these other players, like, if, you know, for example, like, Trey Lance or Justin Fields or even Zach Wilson, like, if that was the pick here, like, the expectations for quarterbacks isn't that high. Because if, let's just say you draft Justin Fields, if Justin Fields turns into Josh Allen or Kyler Murray, they are going for, like, 1.1 plus a whole lot more. But, like, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey isn't going to go for, like, two number one picks like this is travis kelsey's ceiling and he just drafted kyle pitts at his absolute ceiling i just don't see a way that a year from now kyle pitts has returned any value increase on this pick and you know for jerry's team you know yes he needs players but like you said he does have tight ends he doesn't have quarterbacks and Mm -hmm. i think i think this was the wrong pick
1: okay so so if you're if you're sitting jerry on the clock here where would where would you i'm just curious where would
0: you have gone with this pick then well, I mean, I think for me, and I've been hyping it up, I mean, Trey Lance, I, you know, the, the San Francisco quarterback, whoever would go there, I would really, really, really love, and it'd be very difficult for me to pass up. So I think for me, I think you swing for the home run and you just you go with that pick. Um, Justin Fields, I think you could definitely make a case for. You know, he has a, he a huge ceiling to go. And even Zach Wilson, I think you could make an argument for. But for me, I think probably Trey Lance. Yeah,
1: I, I think this is just where we'll disagree and, you yeah. know, agree to disagree with part of this. I, I think it's a great move. I again I think you snipe a pick with it. I mean, Sam obviously has the ability to do it. And Jerry picks in front of Sam, obviously with in five instead of six with part of it. Yeah. Um, but I mean who knows with with this. I taking the taking the pick between the last two quarterbacks on the board versus taking the best available after after Trevor Lawrence is yeah, it, I think we'll debate this until until the cows come home or yeah. people stop listening to this
0: pod. But no, but yeah, sure. I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. we don't know. Yeah, uh, correct. You know, and I, is, I, we is look is forward to bad. watching it play out. Exactly. And I mean, yeah, so it will be fun to see how it turns out this fall. And I mean, it's not even just going to be settled for a year from now because these players, it's dynasty. You know, we're talking about years upon years of them having value and, you know, hopefully, you know, returning on your investment. Uh, let's move on to the third pick, and that is the aforementioned Sam. And he made the selection of Justin Fields, quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Was this a homer pick in your eyes? Um, I'll, let, I'll, I'll let you
1: start with this one because I, mean, I mean, the question becomes, like, is it a homer pick? He's a Bears fan.
0: I mean, so maybe. But, like, for example, if we go to, like, the average draft positions, like, where we're looking at these players are going – Justin Fields is the QB2 for right now in rookie drafts. So, whether it's a rookie or whether it's a homer pick for Sam or not, I think a lot of people think that this is the QB2. Um I I would guess it's probably a homer pick, but I don't know for for sure where Sam fell in that that regard. Um Justin Fields at the end of the day has a huge ceiling. He oh, has he has the rushing upside, you know, he has the skills to, you know, at this point having like the rushing abilities you really need unless you're like going to be a not just a hall of fame quarterback but like a transcendent like elite pocket passer like the top 10 like quarterbacks when you look at like fantasy purposes in terms of their scoring output only three quarterbacks did not exceed 50 points in terms of uh from the running abilities those three quarterbacks are tom brady aaron Rodgers, and patrick mahomes Everyone else gets value from their legs. Those three don't. And those three don't because we're talking about the goat in Tom Brady, maybe the most talented quarterback until, well, the, the third guy come <laughs> up in Aaron Rodgers and yep. Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, it is a high bar. And if you don't bring something with your legs, it's difficult to yeah. succeed nowadays. Does it blow your mind that Patrick Mahomes is on that list? A little bit. I mean, I know he was banged up and we saw, um, you know, in the past, he his legs a little bit, but no, this year he just missed that fifty-point threshold. Yeah, crazy. I mean, what it, about for you for uh, Fields in this? Pack?
1: I I like Fields. I think I think he was a very underrated quarterback coming into this draft. I think yeah. the fact that we're talking about Trey Lance went ahead of him in the actual draft with it. Yep. the Bears Zach traded Zach up to get him and Zach Wilson, and neither. I mean, I, who's more mobile, Trey Lance or Justin Fields?
0: Uh, I mean, that's tough. Yeah, I, yeah to flip I, the coin. I think, flip a coin. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think you can go wrong with either, but those two are by far the the class or the you know the elite tier in this class. Yeah, I'm not sure the fact that he has epilepsy hurt his draft stock
1: at all with this. I mean, this is a he's a very talented guy. I mean, the big question becomes is he's an Ohio State quarterback? Is that plague that is being an Ohio State quarterback going to the NFL going to hurt him? But all initial reports show that this guy's going to be a fucking superstar in Chicago.
0: I fucking hope so. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
1: Homer Homer aside with this, this is what the initial reports show, and this is... Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I don't fault him here. I think Justin Fields is a great pick.
0: No. At, at 1.3. For me, the number two player in this class was really a toss-up between Fields and Lance, so I, I don't fault Sam you total, total player? Like, I mean, because I, yeah, I thought Kyle Pitch super, was the
1: best athlete in this entire draft.
0: In, I'm talking for our league in okay. Superflex. Got it, with, okay. It is a tight end premium, but only an additional 0.5 points for me, for my draft board, it was a toss up between Trey Lance and Justin Fields.
1: Okay. So let's move on to 1.4 where I think, I think this was the biggest shocker pick,
0: at least in my eyes that we saw happen. Yeah. So absolutely. I mean, Chris came on at 1.4 and I think, you know, I I didn't know what Jerry was going to do at number two, but I thought if anyone was going to go a little bit crazy, I thought Jerry might do something like this or even Sam. I, I know you said, Sam, like, taking Kyle Pitts. I don't know if it was 100% locked in, spoiler alert. But I, 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 think, but I think for both players, I think what, what you said, the logic behind, okay, I can take a tight end, or I can take a player that isn't a quarterback and have one fall to me because they were both in the same position. Chris didn't have that luxury. Chris only has the fourth pick. He does not have an additional later pick to fall back on. He takes Jamar Chase. Um What?
1: Jamar Chase is
0: awesome don't get me wrong but do we want to say who Chris's quarterbacks are right now um I I haven't pulled up I can tell you who who they are it's it's Cam Newton Jimmy Garoppolo Drew Locke yep otherwise known as Trey Lance's backup Mac Jones backup and maybe Teddy Bridgewater or Aaron Rodgers backup I mean I'm half joking but like that could literally be the reality at like end of September
1: yeah, it's it's so. For the record, I just want Sam to go through and if he's listening to this podcast, this would be the true test. Yeah, if if he was available at at one dot three, would he have taken Kyle Pitts or not? I just want to know that but before we yeah. get into this. Like, I I legitimately want to know. But anyways, yeah. So Jamar Chase, I think that's with with the fact that you still have two quarterback or three quarterbacks on the board at that point in time. Yeah, I, and the fact that all you have is potentially backup sitting on your roster. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I have a real hard time passing out that you yeah, had jamar chase is a, 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 probably the most talented wide receiver in the entire draft goes to a potent offense but and this is where i always get concerned with part of these things because you have tyler boyd who is a who's an absolute stud aj green's gone and then you have the the rookie t. coming higgins. out of t higgins who had a banger year like there's so many weapons in that offense and then you have joe mixon coming out of the backfield I just, oh, this this pick, this is probably the most cringing pick of the entire first round for me.
0: So I absolutely love Jamar Chase. I have, like, yeah, no concerns. I, I love like, Jamar I Chase.
1: Think... I just don't like the fact that he was taken in this spot.
0: By Chris or by the Cincinnati? By Chris. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, this is, like, a really risky pick for Chris just because, like, I, you know, there's two teams that I'm going to probably be annoying them with the fact that they don't have their first round picks next year. One of them is Armand, the other one is Chris. Like Chris does not have his first round pick next year, and this has a real potential to be a high pick. He yep. could be passing off to, yep. we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but to Nick Ruth right now. Yep. And if he, if these quarterbacks with, again, Jimmy Garoppolo, Drew Lock, Cam Newton, like they could all be riding the bench before the first game of the season even starts, just depending on how things play out, like. I was shocked. Like I I wasn't a hundred percent shocked when Jerry took Kyle Pitts, but I was shocked when Chris passed on a quarterback to take Jamar chase. Yeah.
1: And I mean, again, this all being hindsight being 2020 and all this stupid shit, like Jamar chase could, we we could talk about this podcast seven weeks into the season and we could be going, Hey Chris, you know, sorry, man, we fucked up on this pod, but uh, right now I just don't see it.
0: Yeah. I mean, for the record, I thought there were five like elite game changing players in this draft. In no order, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Kyle Pitts, and Jamar Chase. So I don't think Jamar Chase is like a bad player, but like I would. I mean, Trey Lance on Chris's team, I think, would feel a lot better. or I would feel a lot better about this situation. Tim Patrick, T.Y. Hilton.
1: Mm -hmm. um, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, Terry McLaurin, Rashad Perryman, Philip Dorsett, Danny Amendola, Kiki Kuti. Nelson Ted Ginn Aguilar. Jr. and Nelson Aguilar, you can't, and Darius Slayton is is Jamar Chase better than all those guys? Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Like this is this is one hundred percent an improvement in his wide receiver core. But I don't think the difference with what you get with Jamar Chase over those guys is different than what you would get from a
0: quarterback into this roster over a Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and even just building for the future, like if you say. Okay, I want to get like the player that's gonna give me the biggest bane for my buck. And this is kind of what goes back to my, you know, complaint with Jerry taking Kyle Pitts. Take the quarterback. Just take the quarterback and it's it's a safe position. You need to fill this position. It's arguably the right position to be taking. Take the quarterback. Do you think Jerry's pick fucked this entire two, three, four or three, four, five order? It's hard to say. I mean, without knowing what Sam and Chris would do, um, Sam, I I I do know Sam was going back and forth. I knew because because and we'll talk about it shortly. Yep. But there was a trade that Sam did. And I think getting another quarterback was very important for Sam uh, Mm -hmm. in this situation. Um, So I I don't know for sure where he would have gone. It was quarterback or Kyle Pitts that I can tell you 100 percent, but I don't know. We need follow up. We need as, follow up. As far as Chris goes, that's interesting. I would he have taken Kyle Pitts if he was there. Yeah. I, I really I des I desperately want to know. Like this yeah. the,
1: we do this pod because we actively want feedback on some of the shit. Yeah. Like I, I ask people if I'm funny all the time. Cause I because <laughs> I cause I think I'm the, the humorous side of this. No offense, brother. Uh, um but but I think I bring a lot of candidness. It could just be the fact that it's Tito's and everything like that. Oh right,
0: yeah, Tito's, yeah.
1: But, but um, but yeah, I, I would be very curious where if Jerry takes a quarterback at two. Where three and four go, because obviously Jerry picks again at five.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah. Sam, Chris, if, if you would say who you would be taking, if, I mean, who, who's your number two player? That, I guess that would be the answer to the question. Who would that have been? Yeah. Uh, very interesting to hear. Let's move on to Jerry at five. Yeah. And Zach Wilson, quarterback for the Jets, number two pick in the draft. Um, Immediate clear cut starter. I think that's the big piece. I think there's
1: Justin Fields, obviously, with going to Chicago is is the next clear cut starter. But I don't. I still don't know what's going to happen with Trey Lance. If he's going to sit behind Garoppolo for a couple games until Garoppolo takes over, is this going to be? He's just going to beat the pants off of him in in um spring training, training camp. Fuck sports. Um, and Zach Wilson is going to be the guy in in New York, obviously, with the fact that the Jets got rid of. Um, Sam, Sam Darnold yeah. like this is just where it's going to be so this is a guaranteed day one starter Jerry's getting points on the board with Zach Wilson but does Jerry want to get points on the board and with how his draft is set up next year no and I think yeah. this becomes the big question with some of this and obviously you talked about mobility and quarterbacks and I'm hyped on on Zach Wilson I think Zach Wilson's gonna have a better career than Trey Lance we've only seen one year out of Trey Lance um, he, he didn't play last year, obviously, out of North Dakota. Only played his sophomore season. First junior season,
0: sorry, yeah. But in fairness, his numbers could, look good. In fairness, you could say this very similar yep. thing with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson yep. He came out of nowhere this year to you know, become a top draft pick.
1: I mean, when you hear a guy that the, the second quarterback taken overall in the draft was out of BYU. Mm-hmm. And the third quarterback taken was out of North Dakota State. Yeah, And understanding that the Chicago Bears traded up one section to pick a guy that started sixteen games out of the University of North Carolina. You really don't
0: feel fucking great about any of that shit. <laughs> nope, but then you think about Josh Allen, or oh, it, something like that. Josh it, Allen. It, it, it you can find counter examples and you know situations and different. Yep. Scenarios. Oh yeah, and I think um, I mean the tails on the tape. Yeah, I ultimately Zach Wilson would not have been my pick. And um, this is going to be maybe like a running theme for me, but I just, I'm just so fascinated just to see where these rookies are going in startup drafts. And with that in mind, you know, what value are you maybe gaining or losing? Interesting thing to note, and we'll talk about Sam's pick next where he took Trey Lance, but Zach Wilson is going off the board in startup super flex leagues in the early fifth round. Trey Lance, early third round. So, not saying that this is the right call, because They've never played a game. No one knows yep. anything. Yep. But Zach Wilson is clearly quarterback four in the majority of people's eyes right now. We'll yep. see once they get on the field and how that all plays out. But um, that's that's interesting.
1: Yeah. So, so moving on to 1. F- 1. 1.6 where Adam takes Trey Lance with it. My question for you is, is Trey Lance the starter on day one for the San Francisco 49ers? Uh,
0: just so Adam doesn't feel sad, Sam took. Trey oh lance. shit yeah sorry fuck sorry adam um, it, it, it was adam's pick I, yeah. yep thank you gonna, thank you titos I, yeah i i don't know to be honest with you um i guess i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say Trey or i or i don't remember what you said but i'm gonna say trey yeah. lance is the starter week one. so you say trey lance is gonna start week one over jimmy garoppolo i think so yeah okay that's uh, i main I, reason I, I think that i mean you trade like it's not like they had the third overall pick to be in. With. No, they went they up traded. and got it, yeah. Exactly, they got it. They moved, like, three... Like, that's the most, unless you acquire other people's first-round picks, that is, like, the most you can trade outside of, like, a very small scenario on draft night. Like, you can only trade the two further additional years out um, if you wanted to move, like, future draft picks. So, like, they traded a haul. Like, yep. Um, I just... So that's my, my logic is you don't just trade for someone like that to to sit behind someone. So that I'm assuming you think the opposite. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be very curious with
1: this. I think Trey Lance is 100% their quarterback of the future. That but I'm curious. True. I'm curious if it's the hey, let's let you learn the playbook, let's get you under the ropes, watch Jimmy fuck up four or five weeks. We're not going to really contend this year. Um, but then we'll let, we'll turn it over to you around week seven, week eight, and kind of go from there. Like I feel like that's the that was the mentality going into this, and I could be completely wrong. Obviously, I fucked up yeah. many many of things in this podcast, but I just felt like that was the
0: the pleasant way
1: of doing shit.
0: I think this team definitely has aspirations of winning the Super Bowl and doing it like this year. Like yeah. this team was extremely banged up on the defensive side of things. Um, some would argue equally on the offensive side, and that was because of Jimmy Garoppolo being banged up. Like this team should not have been picking 11 or whatever it was before they moved up but because of injuries that's just how it shook out so i think expectations are sky high and i don't think you know doing like a you know holding someone's hand and just looking for the future is the plan i think they want to win games and whoever the quarterback that gives them the best chance i think is the one that's going to start and I'll take Trey Lance.
1: Yeah, and I, I I, have very high expectations for Sam in, in this pick. Obviously, Sam gets the, the two QBs that he really needs um, to go through and really kind of contend. He's got Joe Burrow with it. He's got Jalen Hurts. But now he's got Justin Fields and Mac Jones. So he's got arguably potentially four starting quarterbacks on his roster that he can work between two spots. And I think that gives him a matchup-friendly ability
0: here. Except, well, actually – he technically has five. He is Carson Oh yeah. Wentz. He has Carson Wentz. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Let's let's Te- talk about the first trade. Technically, yep. Let's talk, yep. Let's talk about the first trade and that involved Sam and um Mr. Stefan. And it was a blockbuster. It was uh, a big trade. We've seen Kamara moved a few times, and he's on the move again uh for the second consecutive offseason. Uh Sam acquired Alvin Kamara in exchange for Carson Wentz. 1.7, which is the pick on the clock, yep. and 2.9, which we'll talk about uh, in another podcast. pod. Yeah. So, reactions? I mean,
1: when you talk about blockbusters, this is a blockbuster. I mean, Alvin yeah. Kamara is a top three, top four running back at most Yeah. in much of this. And Carson Wentz has a lot to prove at this current time. I think he goes into an Indianapolis offense where he potentially has – I mean, let's be honest. He has more wide receiver options than he did when he was out in Philadelphia. Mo'Ally Cox had a great year, but he's got him and Jack Doyle who's coming back off of, off of a plagued injury season. I just it's, – it's, it's an interesting one to me. I, I like Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, regardless of who the fucking quarterback is, mm-hmm. is, is a top four guy. I think he gets a bigger boost – with um, Jameis Winston, and I think he takes a step back with that ass hat that fucking is Casey a gimmick Moore. bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just refuse to say his name on part of that shit. Um, <laughs> he not be named. Yeah, he should not be named. Um, like, that should be Jameis Winston's backfield and everything like that. He should be throwing the ball to whoever the fuck he wants as far down the field as he wants, throw as many interceptions as he want. Oh, yeah. Get his Uncle Rico on. Huh? Oh, yeah. But I, I, I really like the trade for Sam.
0: I do. Yeah. I mean, for Sam, like, oh, should we agree? This is a, this is fucking no, awesome. I, 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 I like this for Sam. I mean, I've you know, I think I've been vocal. I think I you're a little bit more optimistic than me, but I do not like Carson once. Um, I think you're being generous when you say that the the Colts like pass catching situation is better than the Eagles. I agree it's better, but the Colts like pass catching situation kind of sucks. Like those tight ends you listed aren't great. Nope. I think Dallas Goddard is better. I agree. T.Y. Um, Hilton's an aging, um, really he's, decrepit wide receiver at this point. He was
1: he was still a, a very good wide receiver though in his prime. Like uh, I'm not going to well, take too well, sure. much away from that, well, but yeah. Sure,
0: but we're not talking yeah, about but five years ago. Yep. Correct. Um, Michael Pittman, I think he's average. Paris Campbell, average. Um, this team does even the line like their left tackle retired i think their line is not like this super duper elite line anymore jonathan taylor great naheem hines great pass catcher and back mm-hmm. but like this isn't like an amazing world beater offense um rumors you know we'll talk you know or there's rumors obviously just in general but julio jones if he's on the move apparently the colts are very interested mm-hmm. that would be a phenomenal get um but, amazing get yep but right now i just it's not a great situation. I, and I'm just, I'm not a Carson Wentz believer. Um, I'm, I get why people are, you know, the Frank Wright connection and all that stuff, but yeah. So for Stefan, I mean, moving someone like Alvin Kamara, like someone that you, you know, say, and I would agree like is, you know, a top four running back. Um, yeah. He's getting up there a little bit in age, but he's just, he's a different kind of running back because he doesn't have a lot of touches. He's just so efficient with his touches and he's done that for what is it now? Four years, going on five years. Yep. And for Sam, I mean, he just moved pick, which we'll say is Najee Harris. You know, the first running back taken by the Pittsburgh Steelers, and a late second rounder. Like that's that's a drop in a bucket. Yeah, I mean, so just curious if you know this. Yeah. What is the age difference between Najee Harris and Alvin Kamara? Oh, gosh, I think this isn't going to be very funny for Stefan, but I'll read it off real quick. I think it's probably like two years. It's, it's about two years. You're 100% correct. It's,
1: that, and that's the part that I think gets me. Is, is I have nothing against Harris. The, the Pittsburgh offensive line is dog shit compared to what the Saints is. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. I, I mean, so given the spot here, would you have taken Najee Harris or Travis Etienne as um, the train rolls right by my
0: apartment? Sorry. No worries. I mean probably Najee Harris. Um for me actually and I might be I'm definitely probably in the minority. I actually like Javante Williams a little bit more than Travis Etienne. Okay. Um but it's close. Um but I would probably give the ad to, to Najee Harris. Um but I mean all three of these running backs I don't think these are like the like I don't think any of them are close to what we saw last year in that yep. just historic running back class. Um very solid player. I mean goes to a fit with a team that is one of the few that is proven to like utilize a bell cow, like Mm -hmm. just give it to one running back and they're going to be the guy. And that's worth a lot because that doesn't exist for many teams nowadays. So for me, I think just the biggest concern is that like the line was so bad. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger was just falling apart. Like can Mm -hmm. Najee Harris really produce, even if he is getting like 25 touches a game, how, how, like what will that be? I I don't know. Yep. Um, oh, I, yeah. I I like Najee Harris. Don't get me wrong. I think that was probably the right pick for Stefan. But, I mean, for me, uh, if the goal was to I think get like depth and presumably get a quarterback, you got a pound Sam to get like one point six and get the right to take. I mean, pr- presumably Trey Lance. Um, so I I don't know. I I didn't love this for Stefan, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the most important pick of the entire draft, Absolutely. and that's and that's one point eight, where I'm on the clock. So Shh.
1: go ahead, break it down, my brother.
0: So I mean, you were kind of in, I think, a a good spot because you don't have any glaring holes, but you also need a proven player, and you need to fill some important positions. So I think you could have you could have really gone a plethora of different ways oh, with this God. pick. So you could have taken, you know. The simple one in the pick that you went with Mac Jones, you could have taken Travis Etienne uh, to fill out a flex spot. You could have taken a wide receiver. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think for me, I would have gone either the quarterback or the running back. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to pass up the quarterback in this situation. So I, I really don't fault you with that. Um, I think for your team, I probably would have taken Mac Jones as well, um, just because of. I mean, I love Josh Allen, but, you know, Kirk Cousins, I think he's, he's like a, he's a weird one because he does produce so well, but I feel like there's just, he's like kind of like Derek Carr in the fact that he's just constantly disrespected. So like, is that, and I mean, his team just drafted Kellen Mond in like the third round. Like, I don't know. Like, is he just going to be on the outs sooner than we maybe expect? But Mac Jones, long story short, I do like the pick. And I think it was, I, I would assume maybe a little bit of a tough call between that and a running back, but I'm fine with it.
1: Yeah. I th- so, so I, obviously you've given your insight here. Well, here's my insight with part yeah. of this. Um, it was, yeah, you're hundred percent correct in everything you stated. It was all right. So Drew Brees retires. Yep. Now I'm down to just Josh Allen and Kirk Cousins, Minnesota drafts a quarterback. So we obviously know that we potentially see some pending incoming changes happening. Mm-hmm. Matt Jones makes the most sense for me. Obviously, in the two quarterback league, the fact that I only have two quarterbacks right now, even if Matt Jones sits out the first five weeks, which I anticipate is gonna happen with Cam Newton still being on the roster. Yep. Like this this makes a hundred percent sense for me. As much as I want to say Travis Etienne is gonna make or break my backfield with it, I I still have running back options. I still have Christian McCaffrey. Mike Davis is still gonna, I think, be the starter in Atlanta. I have Philip Linty and Mark Ingram, which I control most of the Houston Texans backfield, which I think is going to be a big leaned on piece, not knowing what's going to happen with their sex addicted quarterback. (laughs) Um, I think this is a good pick for me. I, I had a trade on the table. I was looking at moving the trade with it. Yep. So, so I did have the opportunity to get into the first round of next year with a, with a quarterback and, um a second round pick this year in exchange for this pick and a fourth round my first fourth round pick that will be coming up i taking mac jones i think solidifies me for a further piece than the quarterback i would have been getting in return so to me this is this is a good pick for me
0: yeah i mean i think you know without knowing exactly where that trade was but i mean i think mac jones if just to be blunt, I don't think he helps you like from a contending standpoint. Oh, no, not at but all. But I think he helps you just with a keeping your team like you know building like out with the with the important positions, and you know not running into a situation where you need to scramble to get a quarterback because you know we're looking at you know we just talked about Stefan and the trade that he made. Like he's been trying to get quarterbacks really since the beginning of the league, and he still is probably not fully content with where his team yeah. sits at that spot if you fall behind in quarterbacks it can just be very difficult to you know turn it around quickly you know what sam did like with these draft picks and some of them still have to play i mean going from basically a year ago only having carson wentz to now having joe burrow justin Fields, zach or trey lance um jalen hurts and even jordan love like that doesn't happen very often like that is lucky more than anything um so yeah, I don't fault you for taking Mac Jones, but I think it's a long term play. Oh. It and is. um, I think, you know, with that, even with that happening, I wonder if it leaves the door open for you to maybe retool if things don't go your way, if you want to be take a step back. Um, if the season maybe doesn't go your way or Mike Davis doesn't work out or um, you know, something like that. So I think if you would have went maybe with a Travis Etienne um, maybe you double down and try to go all in if that makes yep. sense
1: oh it does and i think that's 100 percent the pieces this was the safe play for me from a long-term perspective exactly But this you doesn't said- help me right now i i still view myself as a top three piece in the arguably the most destructive <laughs> league in the entire in in, in in between the two of our leagues i think this is a oh shit play for mm-hmm. me it's not a Nope, fuck you guys. I'm, I'm going to be a top three team. Like, it gives me the ability to be flexible.
0: And I think that's important with where I sit right now. Yeah. Nope. Uh, you said what I wanted to say in like 20% less words. So <laughs> All right. So, so, 1.9. Jerry, Jerry. Well, before, before we move on for that, let's talk about the, oh. um, a different trade. Let's okay. talk about a trade that went down with uh, Kevin and Steve. And Kevin sent oh, Daniel Jones, trade. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk, and the third pick in the second round. And Steve sent Aaron Jones and Ben Roethlisberger. What were your thoughts on this one?
1: It's uh, not great either way. Okay.
0: So that probably means it's a fair trade.
1: Yeah, I, it's, it's ugly as sin. I think, I mean, that's just my opinion. Okay. Because obviously, I, that's what all that matters on this podcast is, is my opinion. Exactly. We're all um, here for
0: you. I just, I, I'm, I don't know, man. Go ahead. I just, I don't like it either way. Yeah, I mean, I think this is actually a really fair trade, but I like it a little bit more for Kevin just because, and I think there's an argument to be made that Kevin gave up more value in this trade, but Kevin has depth. Kevin surprisingly has found himself in a situation where he has a bunch of quarterbacks. I don't love Daniel Jones, so I think cashing in on him is smart. I love Brandon I, so losing him sucks, but at the end of the day, Aaron Jones, for my money, might be the most undervalued player in fantasy like he we'll see what happens with aaron Rodgers. maybe i'll be eating crow because he's not going to be a packer anymore but aaron jones is like alvin kamara ask he's just super efficient with his touches he just produces and i think two consecutive years now he's been like a top five uh fantasy running back like that is just an elite floor that he's shown so for kevin's team maybe there's an argument to be made you overpaid a smidge But Kevin can afford to overpay a smidge. He didn't give up a first round draft pick. He gave up an early second, which is a little bit annoying, but not his 2.1. So I think for Kevin, this is a fun trade for someone that's trying to, you know, contend and go all in. Uh, For Steve, Steve is one that, you know, I kind of similar to uh, Stefan. He needs quarterbacks. Daniel Jones, I don't love. But they've given him all like the options to succeed so many weapons, so many yeah. weapons. Kenny Galladay, you know, they brought in uh, some linemen. You know, I'm probably forgetting some people say Barkley is going to be back. Like, yep. this is a team that wants Daniel Jones to succeed. And it, who knows a year from now, this could be viewed as a buy low because maybe Daniel Jones is like a middle or high end QB, too. Um, and Brandon, Ayuk, I, love, I think he is a great player and I think he is going to be very explosive long-term with, uh, Mr. Trey Lance, but, um, losing, you know, Aaron Jones sucks, but for Steve, I, I get it.
1: Yeah. This is a, this is a make or break year for Daniel Jones. If Daniel Jones does not perform, yeah. he's gone. He, they're not going to bring him back. He's going to forever be the backup quarterback for, I mean, he's going to basically fall in the Mitch Trubisky world world. Is just going to be gone.
0: Yeah, it it would be hard to argue with that, especially when uh, the Giants will find themselves having, I think, two draft picks. Um, So they could definitely be, you know, maybe picking a quarterback on their own, trading up for a quarterback. Um, I agree. Make or break here. Um, All right, let's go back to the draft. And Jerry is on the clock uh, with 1.9. And he took Travis Etienne uh, running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. What are your thoughts on that, Dan? Best player available. He needs a running back desperately. Smart pick. Yeah. All five quarterbacks
1: are gone. It's this is this is a great pick.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, I do like Javante Williams just a little bit more, but I'm in the minority. Like when we look at average draft position, uh Travis Etienne's going like a round ahead of um javante williams uh etn's going in the fourth round of startups javante williams is going in the fifth um i think you're absolutely right he's likely the best player available um for my money this was the best pick that jerry made all weekend um getting travis etn no brainer um i think this was a great move
1: yeah and i I mean so obviously traded into this pick nope that's the next oh no it's the next pick sorry yes you're right my apologies with it. Yeah, he uh yeah. Yep, yeah, good pick for where it's at. So, obviously, the, okay, hashtag foreshadow Jerry <laughs> Trades. Jerry Trades into 1.10. Uh,
0: yeah, do we want to move on or anything yeah. else to add? No, I I I it. love the ETN pick here. I really do. I guess um, you know, this is primarily for the draft talk, but like this is really the only situation where we saw someone's like value just completely die. Um, the Jaguars obviously had James Robinson, you know, he was kind of the feel-good story, you know, the undrafted free agent. Um, uh, just any thoughts with that, like just with the team deciding to do this, um, do you think it was smart? Do you think James Robinson will still have a role? Do you think ETN's just going to be, um, like, what kind of role do you envision for ETN with uh, when this all shakes out? ETN's going to be the guy. You don't trade
1: up and, or you don't, you don't take this guy as early as you did with him not going to be the guy. James Robinson had a good year, but yep. this is you're reuniting some guys that played in college and everything like that. This is, this is ETN's backfield. I think this is, yep. There's there's James Robinson who, yep. That's what it's going to be.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. It's ETN's backfield, but I think it was a dumb decision by the Jaguars. I think, yeah, um, I, I I think you could have better used this resource on a different player uh, than ETN for my money. Um, yeah, so that's all I'll say with that. Um but I think you're for fantasy, who gives a shit? Because ETN I think will be think will be fine in Jacksonville. Yep. All right. Now let's move on to the, the trade that which Mr. Jerry made. And this was involving Nick Ruth and Jerry. Uh and Nick Ruth sent the tenth pick to Jerry. And Jerry sent uh let's see. Um he sent, eighth... a, yep, go ahead. He, he sent a hall of picks. He sent the eighth pick in the second round, the tenth pick in the second round, and a 2022 first-round draft pick that is currently uh, Chris's. Dan, what are your thoughts? I think Jerry
1: gave up a little bit too much. Um, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with Jalen Waddell here, who was the pick Jerry made yep. with it. But I, I still think this draft is better than what we're going to see next year. And I think getting Jalen Waddell, in, who is arguably the second-best wide receiver off the board, um, jumping, jumping Sam, who potentially could need a running or a wide receiver again. Jerry doesn't yeah. need a lot of wide receivers. And that's the that's the interesting part to this.
0: I I like it for Ruth. I do. Yeah, I mean, Ruth just won the draft like with this move because I you can say you don't love next year's class compared to this one. And it's yep. a fair argument to make. But at the end of the day, like there is a very legitimate chance and very maybe even likely chance like that chris's draft pick is top three next year and chances are even if it's a shitty ass draft class there will be a really nice player that'll be available with that pick um so for jerry this is a very steep place to play um and i think the interesting thing that we're kind of seeing and we'll talk about it with uh like as we move to the next round in the second when we talk about jerry's picks Mm -hmm. um This was like a plant your flag and get your guy draft for Jerry. Jerry wanted some guys, and uh, it, you know, you can look at like average draft position or rankings. Maybe it doesn't make sense, but Jerry got his guys, and we'll see if they're right or not. Because Jalen Waddell, I'm not sure if I would have taken him over Javante Williams just for Jerry's team. You know, he needs running backs. He, He, he got running back in ETN, but man, if he would have got Javante Williams too, that would have been a that would have been a great fit. Um, and like you mentioned, wide receiver is his strength. Um, but if he's right with Waddle and Waddle is a spectacular player, then well, what the fuck do I know? Um oh, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yep, yeah, it's
1: it's it's a risky play. He goes mm-hmm. up, gets the guy he wants. I mean, again, hindsight, you and I are always gonna be twenty twenty in this shit. because yeah. you and I both fucked up many of predictions we could.
0: I moved sure. to asked backwards on this. For sure. And... Jalen Waddle could be like next Justin Jefferson, or he could blow yeah. things up. Oh, yeah. And because I mean, just speaking of Justin Jefferson, a year ago, you and I didn't thought Adam overpaid to move up, like I think, five spots with a first round draft pick to go from like 2.6 to 2.1 to draft Justin Jefferson. Like that yeah. was dumb. That made no yep. sense. Yeah. guess what? Justin yeah. Jefferson might be like the number one dynasty wide receiver right now so like that was a drop in the bucket for adam to pay that and yeah. you know th- that's just how things work out like you sometimes need to plant your flag to get your guy and adam did that last year it paid off jerry right now this doesn't look like a great move but who knows it might work out big time for him so again yeah please be advised hard on these things because we just don't know and there's always room for error because it's the unknown
1: Oh, yeah. Please be advised that we do this shit after the fact 90% of the time uh, for draft prospecting. But when we forecast, if you're going to win or lose in your matchup, we know Jack Deadly worth of shit. So thank you for making your own roster moves. And we suck balls.
0: Yeah. They, All right. More or less, Sam's,
1: not... Sam's got the last two picks. Let's yep, go Sam's, them. Got
0: the, Sam's got the last two picks. Um, and we'll just we'll name them real quick. He took yeah. Devontae Smith, uh, the Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama. And Javante Williams running back for uh, the Denver Broncos right now. Um, we could talk about both of them. I mean, any thoughts on both these guys for Sam? Super smart picks. I mean, the
1: question becomes is, is Devonte Smith better than potentially Rashad Bateman or Rondell Moore? Um, J- Javante Williams was the best pick in the draft at 1.12, and he could have taken him at 1.11, so I'll, I'll flex it either way. Great, Great pick. At those pieces i still think melvin, go- melvin gordon's the option there
0: but yeah, he's a great spell back this year but long term yep. you gotta like yep. long term great yep
1: um the smith pick is interesting to me yes he's a heisman winner yes he's got all this stuff i bateman in baltimore i mean it's where wide receivers go to fucking die with yeah. it more in arizona that's where wide receivers go to die because they have 87 of them with it. I think this is the best pick. It's obviously in Philadelphia. I think these were two very,
0: very smart picks. Sam does a very good draft overall. Yeah. I mean, Javante Williams, I've talked about him a few times. I really liked him. Uh, I think you're right in terms of just value. Sam getting him in the 12th pick in this draft. Like it, it's hard to argue that this wasn't the best pick in the entire first two rounds of the draft. Devonte Smith. I think you're kind of right to be a little bit, I don't want to say concerned, but just kind of um, underwhelmed. Um, Devontae Smith, it's going to be very interesting to see how he produces at the next level, Um, just for all the reasons, you know, a little bit undersized. Um, He's a little bit older, too. Um, Just how does he translate to the NFL? And then, of course, he's going to be going to a Philadelphia Eagles team that has Jalen Hurts, and Hurts isn't, like, the most accurate passer. He's certainly not Mac Jones, who was lights out from a passing standpoint. So I'm Devontae Smith is definitely the most or the player I'm most interested to see how they translate to the NFL, because I think I think he's really only has two outcomes. I think he's either going to be insanely successful or a massive bust. I don't think he's going to be in between that. So I'm very curious to see where he falls on that spectrum. Devontae Smith or
1: Rashad Bateman? Hmm. I mean,
0: I would roll the dice on Rashad Bateman. Okay. Devonte Smith or Rondell Moore? Devontae Smith. But Rondell Moore, I really like. Devontae Smith or uh,
1: Tooney? Devontae Smith. St. Brown? <laughs>
0: Devontae Smith.
1: Moore. Elijah De- Moore. Devontae Smith.
0: Okay. Yep. Yeah, Bateman. There. And it's it's close with Bateman. I oh, yeah. it's not a great landing spot, but I think... Sometimes you gotta like swing for the fences, and I think Bateman is a swing for the fences pick because I get the we'll talk about it like in the next pod, but yep. the deck is stacked against him, but if he figures it out that's it could be a very 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 lethal um opportunity for him to succeed
1: hashtag foreshadow let's uh <laughs> let's have a little fun here
0: well, it's good to be back um we will. Hopefully, sometime next week, get to the second round. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, obviously, we got baby
1: time and everything like that. I really want to hear back from from Sam and Chris about what their picks would have been. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm all in. All right, fellas. Till next time. Bye. Salud.